0: Ready, set, shape. Uh. The ShapeShift Podcast is brought to you by Shape, the most powerful mortgage software with everything from texting, lead management, a dialer, LOS integrations, and over 5,000 other apps to help LOs take more deals from new lead to closed loan. So I'm here with Paul Love. What's up, brother? Nice to meet you. Good to meet you, man. We're at LeedsCon and we're kind of nerding out about it. A couple different little things that I think is super nerdy, like AI and customer assist, but you're talking about it at a level that's kind of above my head. What does Verse do? And I guess here, why are you here at LeedsCon?
1: So Verse is a conversational texting platform and it's driven by a human-assisted form of AI. So we're I'm here at LeedsCon. I, I had a partnership for the company. I'm here at LeedsCon to meet new partners, develop relationships with the existing ones, and just you know get get a sense for what's
0: going on. Um as things are constantly changing. I mean for sure, to say the least, I mean my God, it's like I feel like 2020 was yesterday. But it's 2023, it's about to be 2024. What would you say are the biggest things that have changed in the past three years?
1: Well definitely AI. You know, I've been with Verse for five almost five years. As a matter of fact, we just rebranded the company as Verse.ai instead okay. of Verse.io. Okay. As just a sign of, of what's been happening and it's really the biggest trend. We we were alone, I feel, as as a vendor providing the type of service we provide with a focus on AI three or four years ago, and now there's obviously a there's a lot of them. And there's all different types of AI and all different types of services built around AI and Obviously, we it's still pretty unique what we do, but right. um, that's probably the biggest change. And for us as a company, also just expanding into so many industries. We we started out in real estate only for five years, and uh, about five years ago we started expanding. So,
0: well, yeah, and that's kind of like it's kind of like where Shape is. Shape was really mortgage centric, but it's also branched out into real estate, into solar, into a lot of different uh, different types of fields. Where is Verse in that? Are you guys in solar, mm-hmm. yep. real we're,
1: we're in. We're in a lot of industries. So like I said, we started in real estate, then we went to mortgage, then we went to solar, then we went to home services. We're also in education, legal, insurance, debt and you know other things as well really what we do can be applied almost anywhere okay it, we, we would be in many more industries if we had more resources it's not for lack of opportunity it's just uh we tend to try and focus on an industry at a time as we expand so but it's really a universal universal solution for just about just about any anybody what are you most excited about at LeedsCon 2023 i'm most excited about seeing my friends <laughs> you know you finally get to the point where you've been in an industry long enough you actually know people and you're not like standing on the wall alone trying to like wonder if anybody will talk to you 100 uh, so i'm i'm excited to see all the people I've, I've come to know and get updates on their companies i'm here to work on a couple huge deals as well and i yeah. excited about about those cool
0: how does a robust crm dialer like lead management true lead management system complement verse all the leads live in that system and and
1: and from my understanding you already have you've built texting capability into the platform it's one of the tools that your customers already use to engage leads and you know relative to the way we do it and and the capabilities we have it's 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 obviously not as robust but it's a sign that it's a needed utility and verse really can take all of that to the next level so there's there's synergy by default just because your customers need to have their leads engaged, hundred percent, one way or the other, and they can only do so much of it manually, um, especially when you think about aged leads and going back through the database, which we do a lot of. So that you know, there's a fundamental synergy, I believe, between really any CRM and and
0: what Verse does. And, and to be clear, Verse doesn't replace a human being; it just amplifies a human being to do a right. lot of the tasks that. <laughs> frankly human
1: beings nope. aren't yeah. actually doing it. they don't want to do it and they're not good at it um, technology is so much better at the grunt work of following up with leads and, and that's not all Verse does we have right. conversations about a lot of different things be beyond pursuing leads but yeah no absolutely the we we're really here to give teams leverage we, you know we're trying to make sure that they're good at what they do they're, they're good at closing deals but they need to be having conversations all day long with people who who are likely to close, 100%. and we make that possible at a you know minimal expense relative to uh, the manual grunt
0: work of trying to do it with, with your humans. <laughs> Paul Love at LeedsCon. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Brian. All right, so we're here at LeedsCon 2023 with Ruben Ugarte. That's correct, you, bro? you nailed it, I'm good. Dude, are what's you? up, man? I'm great, I'm excited to be here. So we're talking a little bit about what your company does, yep. what you specialize in, but first just to start off, man, how are you doing here at LeedsCon? I'm
2: great. Chicago, uh, a lot of good partners, prospects, clients, doing a home service dinner later tonight, so cool. yeah, we're excited to be here.
0: I'm always so pumped to see all the people that you don't see like every single day, yep. And but you work with people every single day yeah. nationally. It's so. a great chance to like shake people's hand, buy them a coffee, and yeah, it's in person. And truly connect. Totally. So we were starting to nerd out, and I was like, wait, wait, wait let's stop this, yeah, yeah, and let, yeah. let, let's, let's hit record. Yep. So, what does your company do?
2: Yeah, so Active Prospect, we're a SaaS platform based out of Boston. We're considered a lead management, compliance, and intelligent routing tool. We sit as a protective layer in front of the CRM, so in front of Shape, and folks in all types of different industries, home services, insurance, CPG, can route their lead data, whether it's first or third party, into our technology, into our platform, and in real time give real time decisions such as rejecting for duplicate oh, wow. rejecting for out of area we have a product called trusted form compliance it allows brands to uh, get a token or a certificate to
0: authenticate every lead that they purchase wow. from third party providers okay so i think duplicate rejection is yeah. understated it's like an under it's like we don't talk about it because i've been the one man off you know shop buying the lead and I don't know if it's if this is a duplicate or not and and I can't reject it at the spot so I have to pay for it call it 14 times then oh this is a duplicate and then send it back and hope that I get a refund yeah
2: and that's kind of the old-school method that a lot of people still use today we're real-time rejection I think more and more folks especially in home services which is kind of my vertical folks are still hey what is real-time rejection yeah oh wow I can do this And this is such a common tool in other industries like insurance and other financial services. Uh, But home services is finally coming around, so we're getting a lot of different brands. Mostly 90% of our 150, 160 client base is end installers, and more and more they're using real-time rejection our platform to save money on the media side, but also improve the conversions in their call center, the concept of better data in, better results out.
0: All that's great, but how about just not wasting your time yeah. on somebody that you is, is never going to convert? I mean, it's just like, just take all that time out of it. Man, I think that that's a game changer for it a lot is, of people. It is,
2: it is. And I think the fact that with trusted form, you can get a timestamp and you can get lead age, so you know how old the, the lead is that you're purchasing. Um, those two fundamental fields are fields that we can send into shape and folks can understand, hey, am I buying leads? That are older. Am I buying real time? Like, what
0: am I actually doing? Have you ever seen Shape? Like, have you ever seen a, a demo of it? I actually have. Yeah. What's the coolest thing? Okay. Yeah. Because look, you're in this in this space. You're a nerd. I mean, sorry, bro. We're yeah, nerds. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what totally. I mean? What wowed you? What was something that you're like, wow, this is actually really cool?
2: I think out of the Shape software, the fact that you can be in multiple different verticals. There's a lot of CRMs that are specific to one vertical. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, you no, guys yeah. are applicable to a number right. of different industries. So I think that flexibility is what people are looking for.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're big in mortgage and real estate, of course, right, right. but also we're huge in solar. I and mean, we're not even half of our clients are gotcha. in mortgage, for instance. So a lot's changed since 2020 to 2023. Yep. What are you, what's Active Prospect working towards? And what are you most excited about in the future? Our disposition feedback uh, feature that will allow
2: brands to not only deliver leads to CRMs like Shape, but also uh, take out dispositions on a daily basis and feed them back into our platform that will allow buyers to really have a full circle of lead disposition and you know, better data analysis. So I think, one, that's
0: huge. So basically, you better define what your ICP, your ideal client profile is, before you even buy it.
2: well we want the ability for buyers to not only take in and filter and have compliance and ingest into their CRM but also share those disposition data back to their lead providers to their own internal reporting I think it's just the full loop that everybody needs and that's what I'm excited about that we're so that's the feature
0: what's the benefit what does somebody get from that? the
2: benefit would be the automation of disposition back to your lead vendors for lead marketing media optimization the ability to have CAC reporting inside of one tool. Cost of acquisition, um, got it. Yeah, and just having a full feedback loop where you're feeding data in and feed data, feeding data out.
0: Reuben, it's been fun to nerd hey, out Hey, thank me. you. I appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thank sure. you. Well, we're here at LeedsCon 2023 with Sam Popham. What's up? How are you doing?
3: Good, how are you? Good
0: to meet you. So what does TrackDrive do And I guess here, why are you excited to be here at LeedsCon?
3: Yeah, so TrackDrive is an inbound call tracking platform, and we also have a full outbound dialing system and a full agent CRM. Okay. So a little bit of everything, anything to do with calls, that's what we do.
0: So do you guys actually like do the calling, or is it something where like a loan officer or a real estate agent, they manage it, or is there like AI involved, or it's just like a...
3: So we're a full platform and software, so... um, Really what we do is we provide call tracking DIDs, a lead will call in and our software is able to track everything, all of the analytics record it, And then from there we have all of these really cool routing capabilities. Uh, So that's the inbound side and how it works. And then we have a full, again, a full agent CRM and dialing system. So people will uh, put their leads into the platform and then agents will be in there. We can track whenever they are like on a break, when they're active and then calls out on leads, they qualify, and we can either do live transfers or close in-house. <laughs>
0: so talk about LeedsCon, why are, why are you here, why would you yeah. come here to LeedsCon yeah. Connect?
3: So we always come to LeedsCon, um, okay. every year we came to just meet new clients, see old clients, um, make connections, referrals, really anything, you name it, we're just here to get our brands out there, meet people, and yeah, get our products out in the world.
0: What are you most excited about for the future?
3: Hmm. Yeah, I would say just meeting new people. I feel like now after, you know, the shutdown and all of that, everyone is finally back out and so yeah, just excited to see everyone again, make new connections, meet people and yeah, lots of shows lined up, so.
0: Awesome. Sam, that was great. That
3: was so great. Love that. I love it.
0: 2023 with Julie Eddy at Falls on Marketing Inc. Am I saying that the right way? Falls on Marketing. So, yeah. so, Julie is a CMO, and why are you here at LeedsCon 2023?
4: Well, we run a kind of small agency right now, and our company is growing, and our clientele and base is growing, so we're trying to... Kind of get ideas on how we can make things run a little bit smoother for our company, but also gather any ideas, lead generation for our clients. That's primarily what we do, and network as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, you gotta. I mean, it's LeadsCon Connect, so you yeah. want to be connecting with people. <laughs> What's like your ideal client? Like, who, uh, you're coming here to connect. Who would you want to connect with?
4: Well, our clients are primarily in the financial publishing industry, and so that's kind of our niche. But anybody outside of that, we're kind of dabbling in a little bit of health industry as well. So an ideal client would be somebody who's looking for like ad network lead generation and help with that. We also help with funnel build-outs. So okay. anybody who has those needs.
0: So like, if I'm going to hire you, you're going to do the lead generation and call it and schedule appointments, or it's more so, hey, I'm, I'm, we're going to get you the leads, yes. it's, and then, and then the next part is for you to figure out the best way to do it.
3: Correct.
0: Okay, yeah. so you, do you partner with any CRM companies? Because I mean, here that's what we do.
4: As some of our clients come to us with tech needs and you know needs that would. Like we could definitely like fill a hole there for them if that's what they needed. They're usually built out, but oftentimes they come to us with like tracking issues or, you know, if it is a CRM issue, we'll point them in a direction where, yeah, you know, hey, this is really outdated. Like, right. some of our clients have had luck in with, like, this company or whatever, and we'll make those connections and suggestions for them.
0: Well, yeah, because, I mean, have you ever had it be an issue where, like, look, we just got you a ton of leads, and, yeah. you, well, okay, so yeah, you got me all these leads, but I'm overwhelmed. I can't call them all. Is right. I mean, is that is that a typical problem that you see,
4: or? Monetization is huge, and if they're not executing, yeah. and you're not seeing conversion rates, I mean, in, in those numbers, yeah. th- those are the steps that we have to take, like, what are you guys doing on your end, and where can we help?
0: Right, and what's the most right way to do it, yeah. and can you actually get it done? Yeah. So what, what would you say are the biggest opportunities for people that are marketing and, tr- and getting leads? What are like the biggest, I guess, gaps in people's business that you see if they were to fill that, they'd be light years more successful?
4: Phone sales. Phone sales? For our clients, yeah. So what like, do you mean? Getting those leads on the phone
0: getting them on the phone so that's the biggest thing not doing automation not doing all this stuff actually making a direct phone call straight to the client
4: i think that at some point automation yes but the volume in which we normally deal with or it's just like a sales team that can connect directly with those leads once they're like warm
0: cool it feels like just yesterday was 2020. it's 2023 now I guess what's changed the most since 2020 to now, and what are you most excited about in the future?
4: I think the demographic in which our clients work with, and just like how technology has impacted the availability of, you know, getting leads. Who are we looking at, and how are they accessing information? You know, um, really impacts where we advertise, and you know how are we. I mean, there's so much technology in terms of, like, competitive analysis as well. And so, you know, it's opened up a lot of doors for us and how we obtain leads.
0: Okay, and what are you excited about in the future?
4: You mentioned something about, like, automation and what comes to mind is AI and what that provides for our industry and our agency. Uh, Just off the top of my head, software that helps us generate ads. Yeah.
0: Copywriting, doing all that stuff, putting it together. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of people miss that, like AI is not gonna replace humans. It's going to amplify them. Enhance it. Yeah, enhance the whole system. Yeah. All right, cool. Julie, LeedsCon 2023. Thanks for coming out. Here at LeedsCon 2023, I'm with the mayor of LeedsCon, Joey Liner. What's up, brother? What's up, man? Good to see you. Good to see you. So like, I've never met you before. Yeah. My, My buddy Scott over here is telling me, you are the mayor, you gotta know Joey. Why do I gotta know Joey?
5: So I've, I've been in this space for about 20 years. I started back in 2003 selling uh, mortgage leads, the okay. first refi wave of shared internet leads. leads you okay. know? And so it kind of got me into the ecosystem. My friend yeah. has started up a business mirroring like kind of the lending tree. Banks compete you in. Um, that's how
0: I started, bro. That's it, dude. Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah,
5: that's it. And so I learned the business pretty quick, selling leads to brokers. And then there were some direct-to-consumer like the AmeriQuest, New Centuries of the World. I got into contact center world because one of our biggest retail buyers came to us and said, hey, if you could get these people on the phone for us, we pay you a bigger bounty for it. And so it kind of went off, bells went off and warm transfer. Wow. Uh, We called it a hot transfer at the time, but then it seemed like the industry accepted more warm transfer. Yeah. I stayed in that almost up to 2016 uh, till we got acquired. I stayed on even beyond that, but the key was I got diversified in different verticals. So LeedsCon started in 2008, in the financial crisis, I got into education, insurance, home services. Wow. So I really was able to expand my horizon with contacts. And so work with a lot of brands, work with a lot of different product services. And then I got into digital media solutions as a chief revenue officer in 2019, cool. really expanded my offerings from seller service provider to a uh, more of a media legion. And, um, wow. and then I started my own consulting
0: business about a year and a half ago. Dude, that's badass. Okay, well I'm glad that I know you. I started with calling leads. And like I was one of the, I worked for one of the brokers that was calling the lending tree leads. Getting hung up on, you know, spending a lot of time actually reaching out to connect to the client and, like if you had an 80% contact rate yeah. you were crushing it yep. 20% though you went through a big call structure or call strategy and you didn't contact yep. so what you did was effectively you 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 eliminated all of that time that someone was spending that's right and created the hot transfer where do you see it going cuz that's bro that's like late 2000s early 2010s yep. that was the hot that was the like cutting edge yep. what where's the cutting edge now so it's
5: you know like you said the blocking and tackling is there because you want to you want sales professionals to be more productive so they can sell more um i think really everybody's talking about ai and how that's going to be incorporated into the sales process you see it on the front end with uh, sms and how to make it convenient for the consumer right so like you're outreaching to your inquiry right but and we grew up in the 2000s and or, you know 2010s era just yeah. pounding the phone, yeah. right pick up it's convenient for the sales professional. yes but the tide the pendulum is is really now and maybe to a regulatory environment too with the FCC is we got to think about putting the consumer first and giving them mechanisms to tell us when they'd like to speak to us. Because we all participate in different industries, verticals. A lot of the, the time, the consumer still wants to speak to a human. Yeah. We just can't force it by blasting them. Yeah. So we have to now, as a group, as an industry, performance marketing, yes, yeah. industry, performance marketing category, and then industries representing is, hey, how can we start making it more convenient for the consumer? And I think you'll see a lot more consumer-initiated inbounds. So you'll see a lot more direct uh, Click to call campaigns in different verticals.
0: What about well? just like
5: scheduling an appointment? So. Yeah, that's happening as well. I think that's great. You know, it's nice when you can do it through AI SMS because then the consumer can call in. But if you can link it to calendar through you know your yeah. CRM, perfect. And so I know you guys do that as well.
0: Well, here I was talking to somebody the other day about just the differences in generational ways that people like to contact. Like for instance, a like baby boomer, for instance, yeah. they want a phone call. Yeah. Uh, Gen X send me an email Yep. or text gen, yep. or, or, or gen y is text yep. and then gen z is going to be send me a dm yep do, do and it, <laughs> i know true. it's funny this is but true. it's true this is how are you seeing the industries adapt to what the younger generation actually wants
5: so you're you're spot on right it's different forms and different channels where people want to uh, connect i think you really got to know your ideal customer audience right right because there's certain verticals that I work in that actually do really well, like on TikTok or Snapchat, you know? And then there's certain categories like, you know, if it's seniors, like you're going to go on Facebook. Yeah. So you really got to understand when you deploy your dollars for performance marketing, like know where your audience is, but then know how they prefer to communicate. So if you're marketing them on TikTok, they may actually want to send you a message and fill out a traditional lead form like a senior will. So can you engage through that you know that 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 channel with them and still satisfy their needs.
0: So in regards to like shape, because that's what we do yeah. here. We got we got shape on. I love shape. How do you see shape as a solution? And you're mentioning multiple different verticals. A lot a lot of my friends are in the mortgage industry, yeah. but uh, I mean I would say in any vertical. Yeah. How does a well thought out, well organized, well deployed lead management system optimize what it is that you do? One of the reasons why and. I love shape is because you,
5: you guys are majority tech. Yeah. So I think you know if you're going to pick a partner that is engaging and helping you engage and communicate with your consumers and your hand raisers, you want to know that they have a deep investment into tech and always thinking about, you know, what's coming down the line, right? right? I think in our in performance marketing over the last decade, and Scott and I have talked about this so many times is lacked innovation. Yeah. And one of the things I love about you guys is you are market makers. You are helping us innovate in a space that hasn't had much innovation. So if I am if a lead buyer and I am spending, you know, and I know that every precious dollar I have is going out there getting consumers, whether it's mortgage, insurance, debt, uh, home services, I want to make sure that I'm banking on a partnership that is tech forward, whether it's with AI whether it's with routing leads to the right sales professional and right timing, you know, is critical for that success. So the old traditional methods, I think, can get you only so far. Yeah. And I think you really have to look at, you know, who's putting more into future and
0: consumer experience. We just rolled out 60 updates, like major updates in, in, in the software that everybody gets, by the way. I know different there are different solutions out there that it's like the same email drip campaign from 2010. That's it. Like literally, like when I started, it's the same thing. And like, could you argue that, well, if it's not broke, don't fix it? Right. Well, yeah, but it's 2023, you know? It's different. So, okay, and speaking about that, how have things changed? So like, I, I feel like 2020 was just yesterday. (laughs) <laughs> don't you? I mean like I feel like it's just like holy cow. It's good to be here though.
5: That's yeah, a good thing. Well, it's good to be well, here. Right.
0: So what's the biggest changes that you've seen since 2020 right now at the end of 2023? So the
5: biggest thing we're staring down I think as a, as a lead generation, you know, performance marketing community is we've lacked putting the consumer first. I think we we as a as a group have oversaturated our communication methods. We've overkilled messaging to consumers. And so the biggest thing going into the new Year's, the FCC right now is looking at potentially blowing up the shared internet lead model, which would shake up a lot of folks wow. in here and the call center space. Yes, their doomsday model would be a one-to-one consent. Wow. Which I understand what the FCC is trying to do as far as letting the consumer know clearly who they want to speak to. The challenge and the problem with that is they're not going to be able to get comparison shopped, right? And that's why when we first started and we got into lending yeah. tree banks basically compete, you win. win. Right. So I think there's this big, you know, mystery right now on how they're gonna respond and we're gonna know in the next couple months, but that's really what I'm looking at finishing off the year. If I'm just thinking about it,
0: I like for instance, I just got a window quote. My phone blowed up. Yeah. And I know people like on the mortgage side of things, you fill out a lending tree application, your phone is gonna be blown up. That's it. I think that People don't want that and they don't expect it. We so, gotta like do what's, what's the exactly gotta do what better. do the clients actually want, and then how can it still be a profitable business? So okay, going forward, what are you most excited about for the future? I think if you look at
5: performance marketing spend year over year, if you look at like the CAC, as people refer to it, it just continues to grow. So, yeah. I think a lot of whatever vertical industry you're in, I think it's just proven when you spend. X, you know, you're going to get an R, you know, an RO, Right. And so I think I love this industry. I'm not going to leave it. I'm doubling down, tripling down, even though if there's regulatory changes, we'll, as a community, come stronger together and adapt to it. But performance marketing is going to continue to grow year over year. And you're going to find different means and mechanisms to get hand raisers. But that's, I just love it, Jimmy. I mean, I'm not going away.
0: That's awesome, bro. All right, Joey the mayor of Leeds Gun. Thank you, man. Really appreciate it. I'm here with JC. What's up, brother? Not much, how are you doing? Dude, you're looking flashy, man. Thank you, thank you. I'm Uh trying to keep up with you. I know, right? For sure. I like that class. My jealousy with you is your hair, actually. That's where my jealousy is at. There you go, all right. Why are you here? Why are you here at Leeds Gun?
6: Here to see uh, colleagues, clients, friends, uh, vendor partners, you know, just connect with the community. We're
0: talking about data integrity. Yes. And to the novice, or maybe even not even to the novice, to the person that, is buying leads or has lots of data. Right. Why is data integrity so important?
6: I mean it's it's everything. It's like going to the doctor and not getting an MRI or not getting an X-ray or not getting blood work done. You need to see what's going on, look under the hood and figure out what's working and what's not working. And so many unsophisticated lead buyers spend a lot of money just buying leads and you know hoping it works. And you know they get an ROI but they could optimize. They could be healthier if you will
0: right you were talking about how in, in a certain instance you were only getting feedback on what didn't work If you were to like for instance, we provide a lead right. and we only get feedback on the ones that didn't go with the right. policy or get a sale right. how much of a game changer is it to get the full picture?
6: Yeah 100 percent it's like it's like what, what don't you want and what do you want and right all you're showing me is if you send the returns is like I don't want this but you're not showing me what I want, what's working.
0: A targetless goal. How does Shape provide a solution for really what, I mean, here, data integrity, and let's be real, to drive sales?
6: Yeah, I mean, everything I've seen uh, from the demos and stuff, you guys are super ahead of the game in terms of housing that data, having it in one place, having it accessible via API to vendors like us so that we could tap into that even on a real-time basis and make adjustments. JC,
0: where do you work? What company do you work
6: at? My company's Quote Storm. I founded it almost 10 years ago, and okay. we help uh, insurance agents with leads and calls.
0: So I, if I was going to hire you, what would I expect? What, what would I get if I'm in mainly an insurance agent or like a broker of a bigger?
6: No, bigger brokers. You know, we've, we started with small mom and pops, like a lot of all-state agents and small uh, brokerages. And now we're working with large publicly traded entities, call centers, and we're feeding them calls. Cool. Compliance focused. So we're working a lot with, uh, you know, inbound calls these days, more so than than transfers. And also real-time data leads that people can put into a software like Shape and dial out on and nurture, et cetera.
0: So a lot's changed from 2020 to 2023. What has changed the most in your industry?
6: I feel like uh, there's been a shift more towards calls. It's a lot harder to get someone on the phone, I think, okay, uh, where a lot of people were buying leads and it was easier. Perhaps the shape, it, it would be easier to get people on the phone, but you know, If you're not keeping up with technology and, uh, you know, texting and and, and other things in a compliant fashion, it's getting harder and harder to get that consumer on the phone. Click dial, click call, 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 call. Yes, you have to be efficient when you do it. So I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah, and so because of that, some people have kind of thrown in the towel and moved towards just send me calls. 100%.
0: All right, we talked a little bit about the past. How about the future? What are you most excited about for the future?
6: Continuing to grow uh, in health and Medicare and, the hopefully resurgence of auto come next year. It's been a little bit suppressed the last uh, 18 to 24 months, but um, yeah, just excited to keep doing what we're doing and helping our clients out.
0: Dude, that's great, that's awesome. All right, brother. JC, everybody.
6: Peter Vitale, what's
0: up, brother? How are you? Dude, I'm good. So uh, Scott tells me I have to know you. Why do I have to know you?
7: Well, uh, I am the founder and CEO of Lead Clinic, um, which is a new type of insurance lead aggregator that's focused on transparency. I am an insurance agent. Um, I've been an insurance lead buyer for about the past decade or more now. And right, we saw a lot of just a lack of transparency in the system, a, a lack of trust between lead publishers, lead aggregators, and lead buyers. And we're just bridging that gap making it a more trusting experience for our clients. So
0: I talk about this a lot. This is a big thing with lead buyers is um, number 1 data integrity, but number 2, rebuying the same lead, but also being able to just send back a lead that you ha- that is not your not not your ideal client. Yeah. And also like somebody that's just like completely a no.
7: We, we look to eliminate that, right? We, we do identity verification scoring on every lead we sell, right? So we know it's the actual person that completed the form, right? If you complete a form with my phone number, that's gonna show in our identity scoring okay. and we're not gonna sell that to you, right? Okay. Because it's not authentic. We don't want that. You going to have a better cost per acquisition. You're gonna be more profitable, absolutely. 100%. Man, a lot's
0: changed in our industries. What's changed the most from 2020 to 2023? And we're at the end of 2023.
7: Well, I mean, in the insurance market where, you know, the space in which I principally operate, right? We have carriers that are losing a lot of money, right? Allstate, I think, posted a $1.8 billion quarterly loss. You know, State Farm, I think, was over $6 billion loss in the first six months of the year, right? So... What's happening is underwriting is becoming more restricted because carriers need to make money. Carriers need to make money. And, you know, they can't go losing 2 billion a quarter. So what? how does that translate down to insurance agents? They need to be more granular in the leads that they buy. So it's a much, much more customized approach. It's not just the same standards, has current insurance, has, you know, owns a home, right? Sometimes there's certain zip codes we can't write in today. and. That's the biggest changes. What's, so what's, what,
0: I mean, like for instance, I have a house in Fort Myers Beach, Florida. Okay. It was totally destroyed in Hurricane yeah. Ian. Yeah. I mean, the whole state of Florida was sure. just wiped out by that. Yeah. Is that kind of something to do with it or is it more just like more of an industry-wide problem?
7: Uh, it's it's more of the macroeconomic trends of, of the high inflationary environment that okay. we're in. Um, also, you have severity of, of claims is elevated Okay. and frequency is elevated too, okay. right? People are getting, if, if you take this same period of time Let's just take the whole, like, let's call it three years of COVID, take it out of the equation, more accidents today than ever before. Wow. Those accidents are costing insurance companies more than ever, not only in physical damage of, like, you know, my car you know, crashed and I need a new car, yeah. but also the med- medical payments. And then something we would call social inflation or runaway jury verdict, because right. they're getting a lot more expensive today. Yeah. More insurance paid out, not enough rate coming in insurance carriers lose money and that's what we're combating in the insurance industry today. It's fascinating how
0: it's just all tied together and just like one couple little things can change everything so all right we talked a little bit about, about the past what are you most excited about going into the future?
7: Look, I think that transparency is what lead generation needs. That's what I'm always most excited about. But I think that closing the feedback loop is also very important. So we need agents, right? Agents that we work with, we require them to use a third-party data and analytics firm to give us this position data back to help them and you optimize. require that? Require it. We won't work with clients who don't do it. And why is that? Here's, here's the best analogy, right? Yeah. Let's, I don't, we just met but I'm gonna assume yeah. you have wife and kids and if you don't, we're gonna pretend you do, right? right? Okay. You, you put me in a room with your wife and your kids and then like three enemies, right? You give me a gun and you say, just shoot randomly, right? I might kill someone you love. That's a horrible thing to do, right? People who don't give me disposition data back are just asking me to buy leads for them blind. What am I gonna do? I'm going to, how do I know if it's working or not working if you don't tell me if it's working or work, not working? I need right. so to know. So we have to have feedback No different than if you go to a restaurant and then you tell me you don't like it. I'm not going to go offer to take you there again, right? Right. You don't like it. So if there are leads that aren't closing for you, we're not going to send you any more of those. Every lead isn't created the same.
0: And I guess to even add to the the restaurant analogy, you might have just ordered the wrong thing. You could have. You know, you you might have ordered, it it might have even been the right thing cooked wrong. It could be. You know, so that's just, that's kind of the thing is that you have to know what is working, and and I feel like even if you only got what didn't work, like hey, I didn't like all of these. Yep. Okay, but but tell me what you do want. Where's exactly. our target? Yep. Like I get where we're going away from, but where are we actually headed for headed towards? That's um, what we need to know. What are you most excited about with LeadsCon?
7: Well, look, I think that LeadsCon is great to bring buyers of leads and sellers to leads together as well as solutions providers. There's always something interesting going on. There's always new technology solutions. So. I, I love meeting new people, learning about new products that they offer. Um, so that's what I'm always interested in, always most excited about.
0: Cool, LeedsCon Connect, 2023. Awesome.
7: We're here Thank at LeedsCon 2023 with right. Mike
0: Robinson. That's right. All right, with Mike How Robinson. Doing, What's up, man? It's good, good to see you. Good to you. So we're talking a little bit. Scott's like, look, you gotta know Mike. Why do I gotta know you, bro? Why? Why do? Why does everybody here at LeedsCon need to know you?
8: We are the leader in direct mail. We're one of the only ones here. There's a ton of digital here. We convert and we take digital and we push it into direct mail and vice versa. We take direct mail and we move it into the digital channel. We are a high volume direct mail provider in Dallas, Texas, and we mail nationwide. Wow. Yeah.
0: Okay. Why direct mail? It seems so old school.
8: It works. It works. I mean, it proves out. I mean, you look at metrics at some form or fashion. Everybody needs to do some kind of direct mail, whether it's 90% digital, 10% direct mail, 10% 10% uh, digital, 90% direct mail, whatever wow. it is, someone, need, you need to do it. It ROI's out, it, we can definitely prove that ROI's out. Wow. And the younger generation now is is trending towards liking to receive direct mail in their mailbox.
0: That's kind of crazy if you think about it because you would expect more of the younger generation to not like it. I they don't know. want to
8: touch and feel yeah, stuff now. But That's I feel the like thing. the older
0: generation probably doesn't want it.
8: We do all kinds of stuff from from retail all the way to the senior market stuff. The senior market is going to direct mail, but some of the responses now are becoming digital.
0: Wow, okay. And, then,
8: and now the younger generation, they like that touch and feel stuff. Yeah. So now we're doing that for them. So they're doing them for different reasons. But it's working. If it wasn't working, we wouldn't be doing a million and a half, two million pieces of mail a day.
0: I mean, for sure. And you know, at Shape, you know, we got we got a rep rep Shape here. Absolutely. We talk a lot about omni-channel communication, <clears throat> and it takes seventeen call attempts, excuse me, not call attempts, contact attempts, yeah. omni-channel to make a sale across multiple industries. Sure. So you're saying that direct mail could maybe be one of those pieces. It absolutely
8: could be one of those pieces. It can be anything from a large campaign. To something small as triggers, where you put something in the shape software saying, "Hey, if somebody does this, this, or this, let's send this to the direct mail channel."
0: Like for instance, hey, I just contacted somebody; had a good conversation. Automatically, a piece of mail goes to them.
8: Absolutely! Wow! Absolutely! Your That's system super cool. can pass that on to me. I can take it, drop it in my platform, and mail it out every single day.
0: Wow! Super cool. So, a lot has happened in the past few years, coming from 2020 to the end of 2023 has anything changed in your space and if so what has
8: so if anything good came out of covid it'd be qr codes nobody knew what qr codes were really no one knew what to do with them they figured they would have to download an app or do whatever they needed to do qr codes. now that everybody had to place an order for qr place an order for dinner qr codes qr codes have been extremely relevant we're seeing a significant increase in response rates and conversions with qr codes personalized qr codes over they were in the past that's I remember, our biggest piece.
0: I remember making a QR code for something yeah. like, gosh, 15 years yeah. ago. And like one person scanned it and it was me. You yeah, know? that's right. You 2009,
8: I mean? same way. 2009, we were doing some stuff with Citibank and they were like, no, absolutely not. We don't want to do QR codes. Yeah. Fast forward to 2023, every single piece we do direct mail with, not, I'd say almost every single piece has a QR code on it.
0: I think it's easier to use too because you put you hover an iPhone in front of it, yeah. and it's like click here, and That's then right. it goes straight to it. And I think people are a lot more I don't know open to clicking on it, yeah. whereas in the past, I think you'd be a little bit scared. Well, they know what it is. Yeah. I mean,
8: what again, COVID and ordering your food from a menu with a QR code yeah, made it yeah. readily available. Everybody and, sees it. And everybody sees it, everybody understands it. The older population understands it, they might not like it, they understand it, they use it, and the younger people use it. It's, it's been a great tool for us to convert leads.
0: So that's what's happened in the past to now. What are you most excited about in the future?
8: Uh, marketing automation. I mean we do a lot of marketing automation to direct mail, personalization. um, We have technology that I can literally put a picture of your car, if I have the data, your car, my car, somebody else's car on their own personal piece, personal mail piece. So we can do that, tie that to marketing automation where someone can go in, they can see a mail piece with their picture of their house on it, click a personalized QR code, go to a landing page with a picture of their house on it because we figured out. The more you personalize, the better the responses be. And with wow. our technology being able to digitally, on the fly, personalize content, that's been a game
0: changer for us. You get a physical piece of paper. Absolutely. Wow. All right, Mike. Appreciate it. Thank you. LeedsCon 2023. Thanks brother. We're here good. at LeedsCon 2023. I'm here with my good friend, Scott Payne. What's up brother? What's dude, up, dude,
9: it's, uh, I
0: can't even believe that it's been. Three
9: years. you believe that man? 3 years.
0: Really, I haven't even gotten the chance to really like reflect on it, but like we have done hours and hours of Zoom calls, uh, podcast I mean, recordings of hours, yeah. And at different companies, at different stages. Yeah. And just like we've done so much together and it's just crazy how yep. you can have a relationship digitally with somebody, yep. but then you get the chance to actually like face to face. Like dude, I cannot believe it. Three years. Like I don't know yeah. how tall you are. Or, you know what I mean? That's true, yeah. I thought that too. I'm like, man, he's a little shorter. I thought he was. Yeah, he's a little (laughs) shorter. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. So, what yeah. are we doing
9: here at LeedsCon? Hey man, I mean, so we came here to, to talk to people and, and build relationships. And really, I think what, what I'm trying to do is make sure that everyone knows who Shape is. Right. Right. So, we're getting the word out, make sure people know who Shape is. And today, we, you know, we came to, to the event not really knowing to, what to expect. Hey, let's show up, let's bring our cameras to see what happens and come to find out. LeedsCon asked us to, hey, why don't you take kind of the middle of the, of the floor here in front of the sign, the main sign here, turn the cameras on here and turn into that. So, I, I mean, think, Jimmy asked. Jimmy, Jimmy did a great J- job yeah, asking. Jimmy Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. I think it was my good looks, but maybe it was that. <laughs> maybe it was that. But you know, I think that it proves the point. I've been telling the story a lot about turning the camera on. Right. Like, What's it going to do for you? Right. And here we are. We brought three cameras. We'll cool. set up tripods, all the stuff. Turn the cameras on. Guess what? Now we're we're here showcasing the event, talking to all of our partners, giving them a the chance to come in and tell their story, and talk to you.
0: Simple microphones, iPhones, record, put an editor
9: on it, yeah. and, we, and
0: we're going to do it. So, yep. okay. And look, we want to do this at a couple other events. So I think that this is like a great time to say this, is that uh, you know, this is LeedsCon. We're going to put together something really epic for all of LeedsCon. But yeah. what we really want to do is we want to do this at every event. Absolutely. And what we can do is we can help to promote not only the event, but also the sponsors, sponsors yeah. of the event. Absolutely. Who a lot of times, like the media the way, room. Let's give, or, let's give them a quick yeah, view. There you go. A lot of times the exhibitor hall, like we're going to go there and walk through there in a minute. It goes unnoticed, and people right. are like, "Okay, well, like, where? Like, if you're a sponsor, you paid all the money to be here. Right. Not only just like the sponsorship costs, paid your people to be here, the hotel travel, rooms, all of it, the yeah. travel, all the stuff, and then people don't come by your booth. We want to we want to highlight that, so that's what we're gonna do. Right. Okay, I want to ask you. Yeah. Shape professional services. Yeah. I would say, actually, let's back up. SDP Solutions comes to yeah, Shape Professional right. Services. So what's that transition been like?
9: It really could not have gone any better. Um, you know, I think that was a lot of my nervousness about something that I'd built over the years and the team, all of us kind of participated in a built-in in some way, and like disrupting that was really scary to me. Mm. But what I what I found I was, I mean, you look at the Shape team, you look at Danny, you look at Anthony, I mean, just the whole team in general, Spencer, uh, Seward, and, and Corey, and all the guys. Everybody. Right? Like, Everyone has been so welcoming and, you know, it's it's funny when, when you have companies that are aligned in the way that we think. One, we're really passionate about what we do. Two, we really care about our people. I mean, right. it's so aligned with me and Anthony on that part. And so our team has come together. And so, like, our teams are meeting together now on their own, it's not like a skip Like, they're just becoming long-lost yeah. friends that are kind of being hooked back up again. It's really, really cool. Really, really good stuff. And, you know, end of the day, who, who, who's, you know, benefits from that? Obviously, the customer of shape is going to benefit from us being a nice cohesive unit, which we were trying to do before as a partnership. It's just right. a little difficult over time to to really pull that off as a partner versus, hey, we're part of the team. We're speaking the same language and I mean, we're on board. Well,
0: yeah, we're on board. Yeah. And I, I look at it like nobody loses. Yeah. Everybody wins. There's no downside. And if anything, you're right. The customer of STP Solutions yeah. now gets fully leveraged. All of the tools, all yep. of the infrastructure, all, all of everything yep. that you would have never been able to put together on your own. Where do you see SPS, uh, Shape Professional Services, where do you see SPS going in the future? And really, what does it mean to a consumer?
9: So so where I see this, and I've already seen it already, is that we, like today, we're talking to a ton of partners, right? And as a partnership, it's one thing to... to send data back and forth, but to have an actual integration, have a team that really understands the power of the integration, and really how to take it to the next level. Because a lot of times you can just enter an API, people do that all the time. But it's when you're really thinking through the use cases, you're really thinking through how is this going to benefit not only the, the company, but at the end of the day, all of the consumers on the other end of things. Right. Thinking through that experience, right? And So, our team brings that to to shape, and not that they didn't have it already, their team has been phenomenal. Right now it's a different set of eyes, a different perspective, and you know, taking that the integration part to the next level, where again, using the partners that are here in the room, that we've talked to today, and building something really, really cool and impactful with the product. So professional services is a lot, lot more than that. Implementations and uh, you know, re-implementations and new projects.
0: Customization.
9: Customization of certain things when needed. But that said, I mean, sh- that's right. beauty of shape. doesn't need to be customized at all, all that often. Sure. Um, I mean, it's got got it all. So so because of that, how do we use our time the best? I think it's where the integration stuff really comes into play. It's really so, cool.
0: So we've talked a lot about with multiple partners here today is data uh, data integrity. Yes. Yep. I, this is something I never really, like I thought I knew a lot about lead management. Yeah. Data integrity and the importance of it yeah. is I would say one of the biggest issues that people struggle with right now. Totally. Like if you, if it's garbage in, garbage out. And then the next thing is, is we, what do you do? It's, it's feedback to your lead providers, feedback to the people that are actually doing piece and piece, yeah. the work. Yep. If you don't get the feedback, you're targetless. Yep. You're aimed at nothing. Hopefully it works. And like, yep. that's the ecosystem. So talk yeah. about data integrity and why yeah. it's important.
9: It comes down to, you mentioned garbage in, garbage out, but it's like, Salespeople are busy, right? And We know that, and that's part of what we're trying to solve with prioritizations, with all the distributions, all the stuff that we do there. Yeah. Okay, people are busy. When they get done with a phone call, we need to make sure they're updating the data correctly, right, So, and and in turn, when they're doing that, then we're updating those lead providers to say, hey, this thing is working for us, this thing is not, let's try to optimize and try to find more of these customers. And so, if you can find a way to, to simplify that for the salesperson, which is like number one on my priority list as Chief Product Officer, is to try to figure out, it sounds like I like, I know, me too. CPO, I'm with you. Whatever it is. But my main goal is how to simplify for the salesperson. And simplif- you know, simplified in the past have been UI this, but there's so much more here that we can expand upon. That's going to give the salesperson, let them sell. That's oh. all we would do. Imagine a salesperson who all they did was sell.
0: And, and, imagine and, that and, and, as a, as a former like salesperson that is all I wanted to do right
9: don't don't you dare make
0: me do paperwork is the way that I, right. would, say, I would say it and truly that's yeah. because I'm bad at it It's because I hate it yeah. and it takes away from everything that I'm naturally gifted at yep it's like doing it it's like putting in a person that makes a thousand dollars an hour to do a ten dollar an hour job
3: absolutely that's
0: just in whatever that sounded super cocky but whatever you get what I mean right. if, if you're a salesperson yep. you need to sell and that's it nothing else don't yep. make me think I, that's actually where I want to totally go with this that. I've said this a lot and sometimes it comes across the wrong way, but just to double down on it, don't you dare make me think. Don't you dare make me think. I am a salesperson. I call and I convert. If I get somebody on the phone, I'm closing them, okay? And we're going to make it happen. I'm either figuring out they want to buy or figuring out that they don't, making a disposition and moving on. But that's the thing. What do you do next? Do you have to think about who to call next? Do you have to think about what to do next? Or is it call next lead, call next lead, call next lead? Yep. Translate my passion into how does, how does shape actually do that? Don't make me think.
9: End of the day it comes down to the, to the prioritization of your leads, all right? Now, that said, there's been systems in the past that is Jimmy's lead and only Jimmy can see it, it's only Jimmy's lead. Mm -hmm. And if you wanted someone else to help Jimmy, because Jimmy needs help, you just heard it, he wants to sell, but there's other things that need to be done, and so the ability to be multi-object, to allow to be assigned to multiple people, have a team of people help you do things, right? Have a junior person who may be an up-and-coming loan officer, up-and-coming salesperson, they need to be able to to learn on the fly and use experience, but we don't want to assign Jimmy's high-dollar lead over to them. Right. How do we do it? Well, so in Shake we have multi-lead owner, you can have multiple people, they all have their own priority view, they have their own strategy, they have the ability to see the fields you need them to see and everybody is pressing call next lead, call next lead, call next lead and when you're doing that, the power of your team just went through the roof. Shape brings it all together with that multi-user perspective of it and that's just the, the tip of the iceberg. You know, throwing in lead scoring. You know, thinking about status updates from other systems, uh, whether or not they opened an email or, or or you know, clicked on a link, or they filled out the portal halfway and stopped. Like All of these things are super powerful for what is the next lead to call. And that's so just you know the know thing, the is, is.
0: so that's why data integrity is so important is that if you do know that they're opening an email or right. you do know that one person didn't watch your video at all, but one person watched it to its so entirety, and oh, okay. by the way, they watched it just right now, they just finished. Yeah. When do you think the best time to call them is? Probably right now. Right. And that should go to the top of your list while you're actually making your call session. Absolutely. And that's the thing is that it's all thought through. You don't have to think. Don't make me think. So, what is a chief product officer? Scott Payne, chief product officer. I mean, you need to say yeah. it a couple of times. It's kind of like uh, for it's me too. Hard to say a
9: little bit. I'm the uh, chief
0: creative officer. That's yeah. A, uh, yeah, I think I've
9: said it a couple, wrong. Creative, creative content, content. Yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> chief something. But you know, really, to me, what it is is that you know, as you probably hear in my voice talking about certain use cases and ways to build things and how to integrate with a partner the right way and how to build things in a way that's scalable, um, that doesn't cause strain on your company, that allows you to flex up and down if you needed to. Those types of things are the things that I'm so passionate about. I know, man. And so from the the product standpoint, you know, I've already you know, I'm slowly moving into the role. They have this amazing roadmap. And they have all these products, by the way, that have been built and haven't been released yet. Like there's just stuff I know. that's there. It's crazy, right? So much coming so out. So I'm about, in the process of learning all of those things so that going forward, I can help drive that roadmap. And at the end of the day, I'm on the road talking to customers. I'm talking to partners, I'm talking to people. And I'm understanding what are the needs, what are the pain points, and I'm understanding what those are, so that we can take advantage of those things or you know fix those things within the product standpoint. A lot of people get in a room and like, let's build this product, let's build this product. They're not talking to the actual customer. Hundred percent. They're 100%. not going through the customer experience and, and understanding what the problems what are. Right. Exactly. So that's what I think I bring. Being that I've been a salesperson, I've been a sales manager, I've been a marketing, I've worked for a software company, I've seen everything. I'm able to tie that all together to build an amazing product going forward. On what's already been built on.
0: All right, I think that's a wrap. LeedsCon 2023.
9: Get to see him in person, dude. Love it, brother.
0: Love it, man. This has it's been safe. good.